Welcome back, Masterpiece Women. I am so, so excited to have my friend. I've been talking to her. We were going to start a few minutes ago, and it's been an hour because I could talk to this woman all day long. And so, Charlene, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, Tina, the honor is mine, truly. I, I'm just so, ladies, we're talking to Charlene Bodie, right? Or is it's it body? body. <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm pronouncing your name right. That's and, okay. Um, she is just not only a wealth of knowledge, an incredible godly woman that just hears from God, but she has just done some incredible things, had some incredible experiences. And so today we really want to focus on talking about hearing from God and transforming not just our minds, but our lives by letting God do so. So Char- Lynn, I would love for you to start with sharing your story and we could stay here for six hours. There's so much great stuff, but share with the ladies some of the key things in your life and how God used his word and the truth to change your life, to change your mindset and to literally as a weapon against physical danger. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truly, uh, the Lord, there's no one like him. You know, scripture says he's the only wise God. Uh, he's incredible. He is absolutely incredible. And I'd have to say, I just thank God uh, initially for uh, letting me grow up in a Christian home where both parents were lovers of the word and are lovers of the word. Uh, my mom and dad uh, always read uh, Bible stories to us when we went to bed at night. And um, at some point, as happens to many folks out there, um, my parents got a divorce that happened in the late 70s. And so uh, my dad stayed where we grew up in Indiana, and my mom decided to start over um, with my sister and I in Colorado. And when we went to Colorado, we literally were on a three-day Greyhound bus trip, and uh, we had our suitcases uh, and our clothes and three beds, and that's it. That's it. And um, our entertainment was really doing Bible studies with each other. I think my mom spent something like a quarter for each one of us to have a little Bible study workbook that she found in a Christian bookstore. And that was our entertainment initially. And what came out of that was nothing but the miraculous, because the thing we always had with us was the word. And we started going to a church um, where um, all the great leaders in America of revival would come in all the time. And the word, the word, the word was there. And it was uh, Marilyn Hickey's church. So Marilyn Hickey um, uh, in her day was the Joyce Meyer of her day. And she actually was the mentor to Joyce Meyer and is the person that introduced me to Joyce before Joyce was known. Um, And so Marilyn, you know, was this great teacher of the word and still is. Uh, She still has her TV show on TV all the time. And uh, we grew up basically in her house. My mom became her manager, um, house manager, and um, uh, we were just surrounded by the word. So we learned at a very young age, the power of the word. Well, by the time I was, it is though, because, um, you know, we went through all the hardship with adjusting to moving, but the core uh, for our lives the whole time, Tina, was always the word of God, the power of the word of God. Now, ladies, Hebrews 4 verse 12 says the word of God is active and alive. It is sharper than a two-edged sword. And I will tell you, uh, because of some of the things I've faced in my life, that um, when we're up against it, the main thing we need is the word. 
John 1, 1 says Jesus is the living word. Uh, there is no one like him. There's no other God like him. Uh, it's not about religion. It's about our relationship with him. And so I found out at a very young age what that meant. Now, one day when I was 16 and I was in high school, I was in a Christian school my whole life. Um, uh, my mom knew that my sister and I were going to end up in Hollywood. And God had told her, um, these girls are going to go to Hollywood. And um, because of that, they need a Christian worldview. So my mom scraped pennies together. She cleaned houses. She did whatever she could to keep us in really good blue ribbon Christian schools in Denver. And it cost a mint, but we were good students. So she paid half our tuition and the schools did the other half in, you know, scholarship. So anyways, I'm 16 and I'm at Denver Lutheran High School and um, I'm getting ready to go help out in the nursery for a revival meeting at the Hickey's Church, which at the time was called the Happy Church, a very famous church, a big mega church in the 70s. And um, I'm getting ready to go help in the nursery. And on the way there, I'm at the bus stop and I get kidnapped by a six foot seven um, man who had just been let out of prison. He was a serial rapist and murderer. And uh, oh he had my. just gotten out for some, yeah for some other things he'd done. He'd been let out that day. And he whispered that in my ear as he took me. He grabbed me on the corner in broad daylight on a hot summer day. And he said, this is what I did to all the other girls. He said, I dismembered them and um, I raped them and you're next. And I thought, oh my gosh. Well, uh, little did I know that the week before, my mom had said to my sister and me, because it was just us three living alone, you know, trusting, living my faith with God. Um, she said, girls, I just feel led to tell you that mom might not always be with you. And if I'm not, you need to know how to protect yourselves. And I thought, my sister and me looked at each other. We thought, why is she getting so dramatic? You know, we're okay. We're fine. You know, it's just now listen, I'm, I'm really being serious. If I'm not with you and you're in harm's way, you need to know the power of the name of Jesus. Okay, well, I will tell you, ladies, that Proverbs. Well, I love how he prepared that... you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Tina. Absolutely. Uh, we had no idea, but my mom is a wise woman of God. Um, you know, she is um, ordained like I am, but she's basically a PhD psychologist. So, you know, great lady of the word, but very wise. And the Lord told her to tell us this on that particular night. So my sister and I take that in. We know that Proverbs 18, verse 10 says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower that the righteous run into and they are saved. Now, this comes into, into real importance, you know, to me, ladies at this time, because I've just had this serial rapist to murder kidnap me. So uh, we're flying down the road and uh, I hear what my mom said in my spirit. And I and I hear the Lord say, ask him if he knows me. And I said, sir, do you know Jesus Christ? Well, he talked like a demon. I knew I was not dealing with a human. This person was possessed. He goes, no, like that. I thought, oh, okay, my. that's not very human. He, he is definitely possessed. And then uh, the Lord said, ask him again. So I asked him again. Now we're flying down the road in downtown Denver. And he says, no, like that. And my mom had said, ladies, this is the clincher. She said, when you use the name of Jesus and you're in danger, the perpetrator will either bend the knee to the name of Jesus or flee, bend the knee or flee. One of those two things. I'm like, okay. Amen. So I'm hearing that. Amen. I'm like, hallelujah. So the third time is always the charm, right? As the saying goes. And I said to him, sir, with more authority this time, I said, do you know Jesus Christ? He says, now, like a demon, 
reaches across from me, folks, opens the door in a moving car and kicks me out into four lanes of traffic. Oh my goodness. Now, Praise um, God, but um, ow. All, <laughs> I know I'm so freaked out, but I'm like, okay, I'm away from this guy who said he's going to kill me and dismember my body and rape me. But now I'm on the street and all these cars screech. <laughs> they screech, right? And they stop and people are on the sidewalks eating lunch at this time. And they get up and they say, oh my God, like that, you know, that girl just got kicked out of a car. Everybody rushes over to me and, and they're like, oh, call 911. Somebody got a partial plate on the car. So the police have to go catch him again, put him back in prison. The police come and get my statement and they think I'm cussing. They think I'm using the Lord's name in vain. They, they're like, um, ma'am, we need to know now, uh, everybody says that you came out and, you know, so we need to hear your story. And and now, what did you do to get away from this guy? And I said, well, it was Jesus. And they go, ma'am, we know you're upset now. Just tell us. I said, I'm trying to tell you. I'm not cussing. I'm saying Jesus saved me. And they're scratching their heads with their statement books and their their notebooks. Wow, how do you write that down, right? Yeah. And, And people are like, okay, did they really report it? Well, okay, let's fast forward 10 years later. I am now a federal employee at the U.S. EPA, and I'm on loan to FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency. And they said, oh, Char, I'm like the baby on the team. They said, oh, Char, we're going to do self-defense today for federal employees out at FEMA in Denver at the federal uh, center. And I said, okay, cool, I'll go. And so um, one of my specialties is disaster communications. And so um, I'm on loan from the EPA to FEMA. And I'm sitting there in the self-defense class and I listen to the officer tell my story. And um, he says, are there any questions before we break for lunch? And I raised my hand. I said, yes, sir. He says, you ma'am in the back. I said, thank you for telling my story the way God did it. And he goes, well, there she is folks. There she is in living color, living proof right there. And all my colleagues turned around and they looked at me and they said, Char, you never told us you were kidnapped by a serial rapist and murderer. I said, you never asked. And they were just like, oh my gosh, Char, you know, but that was a true story. And the Denver police still use it in their self-defense classes. I love and that. The things, and, you know, isn't that just so like our God, right? And that's what, that's what we're just so passionate about helping women understand the power, the power. So here physically, he delivered you by the power of his word, by his name and, you know, so often we allow the enemy in just our minds to control us, to have power yes. over us, but we have that power. And it's such an incredible yeah. thing when you really understand how much power you have. And it's not in our strength. You couldn't have a 16 year old escape this man, no. but in the name of Jesus, you did, you could, you can. So yeah, love, and love, love it. And that's not it, the only story it, you have. Well, no. And I should tell you too, the end of that story is that the police said, I'm the only woman that survived with that guy. I'm the wow. only girl that lived is what they told me. And I didn't have pepper spray or mace or whistle or all the things you used back in those days. Um, and, you know, the Lord is a strong tower, just like Proverbs 18, verse 10 says, he is a strong tower. When you run into the name of Jesus, it saves you. And Tina's right. I mean, those kinds of things have happened to me throughout my life. <laughs> and uh, I know the enemy would love for me not to share these stories. He's tried to kill me many times, but he can't do it because I belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And Shar, and didn't I, you didn't you say that you wrote some of these stories in your book? What's the name of your book again? The book is called No Appointments Necessary. No appointments necessary, ladies. You want to grab the book. I when (laughs) we get done with this podcast, I'm gonna go order that book off of Amazon. Yeah, it's on Amazon Kindle and Audible for those of you who don't want to read. The original producer of MTV um, produced it for Audible, and it has the music and all the fun stuff goes with that. Oh, nice. Well, maybe I'll do that. I love I love listening. That's awesome. Yeah. Well. We we just tried to make it as available as, to as many people as would want it. Um, you know, it's gone to the Middle East. It, it's it's gone all over the world, and men really love it because of all those testimonies. So it's seven countries of the supernatural, ladies, like what I just shared with you. It's edge of your seat stuff. It's my angelic visitations are in there. My near beheading and both kidnapping stories are in there. Well, you know, not everybody can say that. Yeah, both kidnapping and my almost beheading story. (laughs) That's crazy. But it's crazy good because it goes right along with what we're talking about is how transformative the truth of God is, how transformative it is when you know his power. Amen. There's no one like him. I I just love him. I Just when you think you can't fall in love with Jesus anymore, you just do. Every time he saves my life, I'm just crying for joy. I'm like, Lord, you're amazing. And the cool thing is, ladies, he doesn't have favorites. So everything that oh, I'm wait sharing- Oh, wait a minute. I always say I'm his favorite. Don't you say that <laughs> yeah. you're his favorite? I know I'm his favorite. And well, yeah, you should know that you're his favorite too. That's what I always tell yeah. everybody. Because we are, That's every right. one of us, every single Absolutely. one of us is his Absolutely. favorite. Amen. Amen. I, I agree with you, Tina, wholeheartedly. And so whatever I'm sharing with you, you know, you can use it too. And, you know, the reason I wrote this last book of mine, the first book is my life coaching book, and it's called True Grid, G-R-I-D for dog. Uh, But the second book, No Appointments, um, I said, Lord, why do you want me to write this book? He said, you need to prove to the world that I'm alive and not dead. And they're just all my travel stories. Every time I leave my front door, the miraculous happens. And, um, so I just started writing them all down and took all my travel journals and turned them into this book. And I'm working on the sequel right now because, um, you know, it's got seven countries of stories, but every country I've ever been in, there are supernatural things that just, you know, make you say, wow, we serve an awesome God. Amen. And we do. It's incredible to watch him when you're paying attention to what he's doing around you. It's absolutely absolutely incredible. And to be used by him that way is such a gift, such a gift to watch. Praise God. How, you know, he, it's humbling when you really think about how miraculous he is, how powerful he is. And yet he calls us, you know, all of us, each one of us on Mm. this call, anybody listening, he's calling you whatever he's calling you to do. It's such an honor to be able to follow his calling and to hear his yeah. voice. And if you don't know how to follow your calling, you don't know how to hear his voice, please definitely connect with us because we would love to serve you in that capacity. Go to our website, masterpiecewomen.org. We have lots of tools to give you. You can connect with Charlene as well. She's got lots of opportunity. Her books are incredible. We just have such a heart that you would experience that freedom and that power and that joy and peace that comes from that intimacy with him. Absolutely. Uh, Excites me. (laughs) I know you and me both, because I mean, 
where would we be uh, without him? And, you know, my two favorite things to teach on anywhere I go on the globe is uh, purpose and vision um, for your life, which is why I love life coaching so much. And, you know, when people come to me as a life coach, um, they're getting their extreme dreams fulfilled by the Lord God. He is the dream maker. You know, that song says he's the way maker, but he's also the dream maker, you know? And, uh, when I was a little girl, God was right. When he told my mom, you know, your kids are going to Hollywood. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a light for Jesus to all the people in Hollywood who brought joy to my life. Cause I love the arts so much, but, um, did not know Jesus. I, that just upset me. I was like, mommy, uh, did so-and-so know Jesus? Oh, honey, we, we don't hear when they died that they knew the Lord. Oh, and I just thought as a little girl, I want to go and be a light bulb for God in Hollywood. And he allowed me to share the gospel with um, amazing uh, people. I want you to Hollywood. share that story because it is a very encouraging story to women. When you hear God telling you to do something, it may not make any sense. You may not even have the money to do it. You didn't. Have, I want you to share your story because it's really powerful. <laughs> you said yes, even when in the practical, in the, you know, the flesh is like, it makes zero sense, but you said yes, yeah. you followed, you did it. And it was so successful. So I would love for you to share that inspiring, encouraging story with the women because they too can just say yes. That's it. And it's so key. I always say to people that I'm coaching, you're one conversation away from greatness, just one conversation from greatness. And I see that, you know, so many times in my life where, okay, here's, you know, little black girl comes from a single parent home, uh, doesn't come from money or anything like that. But what I have is Jesus. And, you know, Psalm 50 verse 10 says that our God has the cattle on a thousand hills. And what that means, ladies, is he's a bigger rancher than J.R. Ewing, okay? Hold Amen. On to that. <laughs> bigger rancher than J.R. Ewing, okay? So he has all of it. He has everything we need to succeed in this life and beyond is what 2 Peter 1.3 says. Everything we need is wrapped up in him. So me knowing that as a young girl at 16, I started thinking, boy, what would I like to do if I got to go to Hollywood, God? What would I do? And he said, you're going to be a communicator. So I went to Oral Roberts University and God, even then at ORU started bringing Hollywood to me. The first thing I did when I was 19 was write and um, produce and basically present a music video show for a Hollywood celebrity. And um, uh, Oral Roberts let us use his studio for three days. And um, uh it was powerful because it got sold and picked up by the Baptist television network. I thought, okay, I can write for TV. So now I want to start working with my sister to write my own show. So we started doing commercials together that uh, promoted Oral Roberts university uh, when we were together at school. And then we thought, wow, when we get out of school, let's take it a step further. Let's work on a demo. Okay. So we started working on the demo and I started praying. And this is why hearing God's voice is so key. When you start hearing God's voice, you need to, as Tina said earlier, we get to run with that. Habakkuk 2.2 says, when you get the vision, you write it down so that if anybody looks over your shoulder, they can just run with it. Meaning they Amen. totally understand what you're going to do in one sheet of paper. So I took my own coaching program, which is called Extreme Dream, and my book, you know, and all that, got all that done. And I told my sister, I'm going to coach us through this. So I started praying for people on the Touched by an Angel staff and 
start going out to CBS studios out there, praying with people, ministering to stars on TV every week, just serving, 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 but also hearing what God said. And um, then I started looking for people to write our theme song. And I wrote everything out on the grid that God gave me, which was a huge part of how I life coach. Because every time we do this with people, we see God make that dream happen. And they're crazy dreams, big dreams come and they get fulfilled. So God said, you do it first. So I'm like, okay. So we did that. And God said, you got your theme song. You got the people you want to do the theme song with. And it cost us, I think, $150 to get the lights. So we got the theme song. And I think that cost us like 100 And then the, the top lighting guy in Denver, because at the time, uh, in those years, uh, Denver was doing a lot of television shows. So like, um, you know, um, Diagnosis Murder and all these, uh, you know. Um, oh, I loved that different show when shows. I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. With Dick Van Dyke and all, all those people, and Scott Bale and all that. All those people moved to Denver and were doing these shows. So we had a big television kind of thing going on in Denver. And I talked to the lead lighting guy and um, I said, Kenny, I said, would you help us with our demo? He said, I'd love to help you with your demo, Char. And he goes, but I'm going to give you 50% off. So it's going to cost you. He said, I hate to tell you, it's going to cost you like 300. So uh, I would say 150 pounds in, in UK dollars where I live now, but it's 300 US. So that's what it costs to get our demo off the ground. Because when everybody that I've been ministering to over the years found out my sister and I wanted to have a TV and film review show in Hollywood, everybody wanted to jump on. So we got the head of the BT, BET movie network, who we had shared Jesus with. He decided that he would um, come and he wanted to direct. And I thought we couldn't afford him. He's so expensive. There's no way we could afford him. But because we had shared the power of Jesus Christ with him, he said, I can't charge God. He goes, you shared the gospel with me. He goes, let me be on the team. I want to direct. I want to do this. I want to do that. So he did that. And then another person at Christian Network said, girl, do you got cameras? I said, nope. And he goes, how many cameras do you need? I told him what I needed. And he said, we'll give you that. Just We're just going to do that. And then another friend of mine who I'd shared Jesus with um, was working with um, so many of the TV shows there. She was a publicist from Hollywood. And she said, you got a place to shoot it? I said, nope. She goes, how about my house? I'm like, yay. You know, so all these things came in. What's the point of this, ladies? That when you obey the Lord, obedience and favor go hand in hand in scripture. Okay. So when we obey the Lord, the favor of heaven comes down. You are in an open door of favor. And what that means is favor with God is worth more than money in the bank. Amen. You know, favor with God is worth more than money in the bank. Absolutely. And the beauty of it is, when you watch him do his thing, it is amazing. Just recently, I've been looking back, you know, over the course of the last couple of years, I just wrote an article on global connections and women world leaders. And when I wrote it, I was just really in awe of how many global connections it took to get the um, meeting that transpired that week for with myself and a global organization, how many dots that it took that he connected and hearts that he connected. And I even think about you, you and I met years ago on an airplane. 
You're serving right. in the UK. I'm serving against yes. human trafficking. God connects the two of us. And then I'm on LinkedIn, see something you post. And I didn't even recollect that until you shared. And here we are sitting here for an hour before our podcast, talking about the dreams God's put on our heart, the things we're doing, how he's you know, expanding me in the marketplace in a global way and expanding you in another global way. And you just don't know when you say yes, what God's going to do with all of it. And sometimes he tells us to do something that makes zero sense. And I was sharing with you before the podcast, I spent two years in the natural working on a project during PPE that never manifested into any financial gain. And I really felt like God said, do it, do it. And I'm like, really? And I was all in and working 12, 16 hours, working so hard and just going, Lord, I don't understand. And now he opened up this other opportunity. Literally Mm -hmm. my girlfriend who called me, who's direct to the founder of this international company that's going, going, going crazy, just literally pre-launch open says, God told me to call you. Well, all these people I've met globally are now the people that are joining me in this project and you and build helping to build this company. And I just kind of sat back and went, Lord, that's just so like you, you know, in the natural, you're going, what, how $150, yes. you can't start a production company with $150. But when <laughs> God tells you to go do it, you can yes. start it on $150 because he yeah. does give you that supernatural favor. He, and he connects all the dots if you're paying That's attention, right. wow. Yeah. And I just want to say too, ladies, pay attention to God in the mundane. Um, Absolutely. God's, pay attention to the mundane. You could be sitting in your favorite coffee shop or your favorite Starbucks somewhere, wherever it is, and God can do something. How many times has God done something with me at a Starbucks? Or I look at somebody, you know, um, it was a couple years ago that... Um, Right before COVID in 2019, I was sitting in Edinburgh, Scotland. I was sitting in Edinburgh, Scotland, and um, I looked at this guy, handsome guy across from me, and I thought, wow, he just looks like a TV star. And the Holy Spirit said, because he is. And I had to jump up. I said, hey, I said, hey, um, you know, are are you uh, in the business? He goes, and what business would that be? And he's drinking his tea. And I said, you know, the business of show. And he said, I most certainly am. He was a part of the crew for Game of Thrones, and it just opened the door for this friendship. And the Lord goes, get ready, because I'm pulling you back into that. Now, I was minding my own business, (laughs) sipping tea in Edinburgh, Scotland. You know, minding my own business, ministering on missions with a group from America, a group of women from America that said, oh, we want to come visit Char and travel the UK together and visit with her. And while uh, they were in Edinburgh Castle, the Lord goes, why don't you go to a part of Edinburgh you've never been before? Let's have a little adventure. And it was, I call it the Game of Thrones uh, day because everything about that day was about Game of Thrones. And, um, you know, uh, it was just so powerful because there's always been that side to me to minister to people in the industry that, you know, I went to school for. And, um, Again, ladies, it's the mundane. Pay attention. You got to pierce your ears. And I'm not just talking about your earrings. 
pierce your ears in the supernatural, pierce your eyes. If I hadn't looked up right then and saw him with spiritual eyes then and said, there's like the light of God on him. Now, when I'm looking at somebody prophetically, it's like the Lord showcases them. It's like he shines a light on them. And he said, daughter, you need to get up right now. Put your teacup down. You need to go over and talk to that guy. And and we had the best chat about the biz and are still friends today. Um, and um, and it, the same thing happened during COVID, ladies. Um, I met someone on Tom uh, Cruise's uh, crew. And, and it just, in the middle of a pandemic, how does that happen? Because I take the mundane and I say, Lord, where are your patterns today? See, ladies, if we just sit down and we look for the patterns in our week, what is God trying to show us in just the everyday? He wants to take your ordinary and make it extraordinary, masterpiece mm-hmm. women. He wants to take your ordinary and make it extraordinary. And that's for everyone listening to Tina and me today. He is doing that in this season. He's mm-hmm. doing new things right now with all of us. We just need to pierce our ears and pierce our eyes to see and hear. Why am I saying that? Well, Proverbs 20 verse 12 says that ears to hear and eyes to see are both gifts from God for all of us. Do you know that's part of your inheritance? Ears to hear and eyes to see is straight word. I just love the word. Don't you, Tina? Don't you just love the word? I do. (laughs) And when you really get in the word and you listen to it, every single day and you're just in the word constantly, the more you hunger for it, the more you go after it, the greater it gets, you know, and the more he speaks to you and you hear, I would just share yesterday this story at our luncheon. I shared on one of our podcasts recently, same exact thing happened with me recently going to a pharmacy and I won't go into the whole story, but I ended up praying for a woman in the Walgreens when I was Mm -hmm. so frustrated because Everything related to me getting my prescription that day was not working. I had to go all the way home, get my card and my phone died and just all these things going on. And I was, I'm like, Lord, really? I have to do my podcast today. I have all this stuff for Masterpiece Women to do. And he says, I want you to hear me. And I'm like, and I didn't know what he was saying exactly in that second, but I just, I just kept praying because, and I was praying yeah. more out of my frustration than I wanted his help. Really, if yeah. I'm being transparent, I'm not going, oh yeah. Lord, use me. I'm going, Lord, help me because I'm frustrated right now. And yeah. he put this woman there whose daughter, granddaughter had had her car stolen and her legs broken because she got ran over in the process that the kid's dad had fallen down the stairs, broke their leg. And then her husband had just been diagnosed with cancer. He Mm. told me to tell her how pretty she looked, the color blue. Like I felt like I was supposed to. So I got up, I walked over to her and I said, Mm. I love Mm. your blue. And that was all, that was all I really felt like I was supposed to just encourage her. Ends up just tears welling, telling me she had such a bad day. Her husband had just been, um, diagnosed with cancer and told me the rest of the story and tears are welling in her eyes and I just hug her put my arms around her and I pray over here we are standing Walgreens Mm. the pharmacy guy's like kind of it's her turn like can you do stop doing what you're doing you know kind of thing 
And God said, it was just about the one. Don't forget the one. I'm doing things every day. Don't forget about the one. And so just what you said, Char, we've got to pay attention and we've got to be in his word so that we're filled with the power, so that we're filled with him and being intentional to be in time with him and writing down what he shows us so that when he reveals these opportunities, we Mm. hear his voice, we act on his voice and we're... Do, yes. it, it's such a blessing. I was just, number one, I was humbled. And number two, I was repentant of yeah. my little selfish attitude. But number three, I was mm. just so blessed mm. that I had the opportunity mm. to just hug this woman's neck and pray over her. Like what a gift yeah. it is when we really are in tune to him. Yeah. We don't want to second guess ourselves either because I think Tina, I don't know about you, but I totally believe people hear God's voice more than they think they do. You know, case in point, uh, I wanted to get a smoothie one day and I went to Jamba Juice in Denver and um, was home from the UK visiting family. And um, there was a lady, a soldier in front of me in full combat, combat boots, everything in front of me. And the Lord said, want to have some fun? I said, oh boy. (laughs) Every time the Holy Spirit says that, look out, he's about to show up and show off. And I said, uh, Lord, really? At Jamba Juice right now, God? And God <laughs> said, yes. Now, daughter, get over yourself, Char. So I'm like, okay, what, what are we going to do, Daddy? And he says, I want you to call the soldier by name. I said, Lord, I don't know this person. He goes, but I do. I said, so you're going to just tell me her name? He goes, yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, but what if it's wrong? He goes, no, quit second guessing yourself. So ladies, don't second guess yourself. So I heard the Holy Spirit say Yvette. So I just said, Yvette, like that, in the Jamba Juice line. And she turned around, looked at me like, I don't know you, stood out of line. She goes, you're a Christian, aren't you? And I said, yes. And she said, what can I do for you, ma'am? I said, is it okay if I just pray over you? I said, you're shipping out, aren't you, somewhere? And she said, yes, Afghanistan. And I said, let me just pray with you. And I prayed with her and tears just came down her face. I said, the Lord wants you to know Yvette that he sees you, he's got your back. Nothing's gonna happen to you. You are coming back after this tour of duty. He's so proud of you. He loves you. He's got you. You are in the secret place. He is your refuge. He is your shield. He is your buckler. She's just crying the whole time and she's just nodding like that. And she goes, ma'am, is it okay if I hug you, ma'am? And I said, yes, it is. I hugged her. And I said, here's the deal, Yvette. If I don't see you again, I'll see you on the other side of glory. She said, that's right, ma'am. And she squeezed my arm, got her smoothie and walked out. And the Lord said, now, wasn't that fun, Charlene? Wasn't that fun? <laughs> I love it. It is. You know what? Because it's so fun to be able to be used. Yes. And, you know, I'm laughing because I was thinking of you even um, being on the plane, us being on the plane together. I don't know about you, Char, but you, well, you did actually say that earlier. We were talking oftentimes on the plane. Um, that seems to be where I meet all kinds of people and had, I've had so many opportunities to pray for people on planes. And, you know, one of my prayers is always like, Lord, give me that divine appointment. And, you know, it's just such a sweet gift when you're really hearing from him and you know, okay, yeah, let, let's do this. Well, and it, it's just, well, a, yeah, well, you're, you're, your ladies gift, probably, I feel this. like to me, yes. You know, they feel like it is to them, but to me, it's just such a huge blessing to be able to use, be used that way. And one of the things I was just thinking of, as you were describing, you know, so many people don't pay attention 
to his voice because mm-hmm. they're so busy. And let's let's mm. talk a little bit. We are leaders. We are entrepreneurs, Amen. many women on this call. And mm-hmm. we oftentimes get so busy. And it's very easy, even as a ministry leader, because I remember some of my driest seasons were as a ministry leader because I got yeah. busy being Martha versus Mary. Um, yep. So let's talk a little bit about that. How do you, Char, um, make sure that you are continuing in that hearing his voice and continuing in that path of really being intentional? Are there some practical things that you do on a daily basis that help you to stay in that place? Yeah, I I just uh, make sure that my quiet place, as I call it um, here, like in my lounge here in the UK on the South Coast, has lots of pens. It has lots of highlighters and colors and um, all different uh, shapes and sizes of journals. And I always have a journal with me. And um, I ask the Lord every day, I'm like, do you want me to be here? Do you want me to be in my favorite diner where I typically write my books in booth 35? It's an anointed place for me just to hear God and get a book whacked out. Um, And, uh, you know, some days he'll say, yes, stay here. But the practical thing is really keeping him in the center and asking him, what should my devotional time be about? And because um, I teach Hebraic roots to people who don't know that we have Hebrew roots, that our God is Jewish, um, and I'm a special ambassador to Israel as well, um, the first one that they trained um, And we talked Israel. about that. Okay, ladies, I'm just going to put in that plug, yeah. not to interrupt you, Shar, but we're looking yeah. at our retreat for next year. How many of you, I'd love for you to email us, would like to go with us to Israel next fall as our Masterpiece Women Retreat? You can bring your husbands if you want to. We're not going to leave them at home because I, I wouldn't want to go to Israel no. without my husband. So anyway, put that no. in, send us a, a message because we'd love to know if there's interest. So go ahead. Sorry, Char. <laughs> That's okay. No, that is a perfect time to You're talking about our Hebrew roots. Go ahead. <laughs> well, come on. I just love it. Hebrew roots is so key. And um, the Lord is always talking to me about what to add or, you know, okay, that's enough daughter, but add this to your devotional grouping. So there's like four or five things that I read every day in my devotional time. And we need to ask the Lord, Lord, how much time do you want me to give you? When do you want me to do it? Is it at the end of the day or the beginning of the day? Um, how long and what do you want me to fill that time with? Is it worship music? And then you're soaking with him and hearing him. And whatever we hear, ladies, we should be writing it down. The only reason we have the Bible is because we had scribes that took everything they heard from him and they wrote it down. So many people, when I'm teaching prophecy school, they say to me, Shar, I don't need to write down that dream. I'll never forget it. I'm like, well, guess what? If we thought like that, we wouldn't have the Bible. We have got to write down the things of God, why it honors him. The other thing is those things become a treasure to us. So in our quiet time, we must record what God's doing. If you don't want to write, ladies, uh, hit your iPhone or whatever phone you've got. Hit the recording app on there and record out loud what God is telling you so that you can regurgitate it later and, and write it down later and totally transcribe it because it becomes a treasure to us. So the practical side is really asking God the time. What does he want in your timing? And then what do you have in your quiet place? Do you have um, the right pens and pencils and paper and uh, several different Bibles? Do you have the Passion Translation? Do you have the NIV or the New American Standard or the New King James that takes out all the these and the thous? Do you have multiple Bibles to do your study with? What do you have in your quiet place? 
make it comfy, make it cozy. So it woos you to the time. I love that quiet time. And if I don't get it because I'm traveling or dealing with different leaders who are coming in from other countries to visit with me or whatever, I really crave it. And things are not right till I get my quiet time. I've got to have it on a daily basis. And we need to ask him that. Ask him what he would like in your quiet place because that needs to be a place that woos you to that time with God. He's so jealous for us, ladies. I mean, super jealous. One of his nicknames is jealous. He is a jealous God, according to the Old Testament. And it says it several times. So he wants that time with you. Don't ever let the enemy tell you, oh, this is more important. We have all the time in the world for Jesus because he has all the time in the world for us. Absolutely. That good word, girl. It's interesting. I did a podcast, um, just a whole series on Exodus. We walked through it recently and there's so much good meat in there and so much great value. And the one key thing he kept taking me back to every single chapter. I'm like, okay, I'm listening, Lord, is to have the Sabbath. Like that was a, and there was so much in there. There was so much in there for everyone, but he wanted me to emphasize to all of the women, Sabbath, Amen. Sabbath, have that time yeah. with me, have time for self-care. Yes. yes. We need to serve others. We need to do our calling. We need to build the businesses God's calling us to build, but Amen. we've got to have our priorities straight. And one of the leaders that um, spoke recently at LifeWork Leadership just has really resonated with me so much in mimics exactly what you were talking about. He says, what if he challenged us? What if we spent every morning with the Lord until he said, just abiding in him until he released us, what would our day look like? Yeah. And how would mm-hmm. it be different? And so mm-hmm. it is very different when we're asking him, how long do you want me to spend with you? That's when good. do you want me to wake up yeah. and get up and go? It's a very different um, conversation than a drudgery of, oh yeah, I need to get up 30 minutes early because I got to spend yeah. time with God. Now guys, let's get up and let's, uh-huh. let's enjoy it. Let's thrive in it. Let's bask in that time because it's such a special time so well it's true and he will redeem the time the devil likes to make you think that if you give god that kind of time that uh you know it's going to steal from the rest of your day i was a fed i worked at the white house for the most powerful man in the world when i was doing that in my 20s ladies i'm talking 16 to 18 hour days at the white house i was a press officer okay it is, there's no busier place on earth than the White House. <laughs> and I'm just like, Lord, this is so hard. I get up in the wee hours of the morning before I hop on the Metro to get into DC to do my thing for the most powerful man in the world. And I will tell you, it redeems the time. People, uh, Secret Service, everybody always asks me, why are you so happy? What is going on with you? We are just in chaos all the time because there's so much going on. And I was like, oh, it's my Jesus. You know, and I would just have to share a testimony with them. They didn't know what to do with me when I was at the White House (laughs) because I was so high on Jesus. But I would have gotten up in the wee hours, had my quiet time with the Lord, then got dressed in my cute little Jackie O clothes, hopped on the train and been there at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, ready to deal with the world and be ready to go. And they just thought I was insane, you know, but they loved it. They said, you have the same kind of excellence we have, but we don't, we can't quite figure you out. 
Where does your adrenaline come from? Where does your peace come from? They asked me at the White House. And this is Bill Clinton's White House, ladies. And um, and I said, uh, my peace is a person. They go, what? In the press corps. I'm the only Christian in the press corps at that time. They said, what? And I said, uh, my peace is a person. His name is Jesus. And they're like, what? And God made the phone stop ringing for an hour. True story. And they had 50 million questions for me in the press corps. You mean the guy on the cross? I said, the guy that used to be on the cross. Well, where is he? I said, he's sitting at the right hand of God waiting to come down again. And they're just like, oh my gosh. My Bible was on my desk the entire time. Any newsroom Charlene ever worked in. Any newsroom, whether it was Denver Television News, where I started, or yes, the White House. Love that. <laughs> love that. Well, I love how he uses you, girl. And I love how he's continuing to um, use you to make a huge global impact. And we're just so, so thankful that you were here today with us. What would be the one thing, oh, I mean, obviously being in the word, being in relationship with Jesus is number one. But you've done so many great things, so many exciting things, both in ministry building and business building. What would be that one takeaway, secondary only to really have an intimate time with the Lord and relationship with him that you would give the ladies as we depart today to take with them to really help them get to the next level, whatever God's calling them to do? Um, I would say, take a look at who is speaking into your headspace? Um, really think about who you allow in your circles. Um, you know, who knows your innermost things, you know, um, private life, um, secret life, uh, public life. Uh, who are those mentors? Really look at your mentor base. And if you don't have the mentors you want, ladies, pray them in. Pray them in. Um, I would say most of the mentors in my life have been some key men in um, public relations, in fashion, in the military, that were all prophetic, that all loved the Holy Spirit. They knew how to speak into a life. Um, but think about the people that you're giving your ear to outside of God. So God first, amen. But who after that is in your inner circle? And, you know, Tina and I said, we both love the word so much. So here's the thing that really helped me with that. I said, Lord, can you take me through that in the word? He said, I want you to study David's life. And ladies, if you look at the life of David, you will find out he had three rings of important people in his life. There were 300 mighty men, but within that group, he had three that were the closest to him. Then the next ring had 30 and scripture absolutely outlines this. And then the other 267 made up that ring of 300. And I'm not saying you have to have 300 people, but it's look at who you allow in. And God said, look at three rings, Char. So you have people that are closest to you, people that know maybe half of what they know. And then you have a, a larger audience that might know a little bit of that, but not as much. So really think about who you allow to speak into your ear and your headspace, because that has a huge impact on your present and your future. A hundred percent. I love that. Huge, huge impact. And huge. King David's story shows it to us in living color. I thought, wow, this, this is, whew, Lord, it's right there in scripture. Very powerful. 
uh, I love that. You know, it's funny is, as you're saying that, I'm like, I know exactly what you're because God has me in Samuel as we speak. <laughs> so, I the, literally, yeah, so that's where, where he has me standing. He just killed Goliath yesterday. Oh boy. <laughs> See there. And it's, it's so key who's speaking to us and are we the godly people? I'm talking about the mature godly people, right? Just speak mm-hmm. in your life, like a Samuel, like a Nathan, because David had several types of prophets. Now, one of the things I teach in our school is the five levels of that prophetic gift. David had prophets, but they're different than seers. All seers are prophets, mm-hmm. but not every prophet is a seer. And, you know, Asaph and Gad were David's seers, but Nathan was his friend and was a prophet. And there's a real delineation in that. So there's there's different types of voices that God will allow to shift our destiny. And we need to be very uh, um, discerning as women in this season uh, with our businesses, with our ministries, uh, who we allow into this space and into this space right here. Yeah, absolutely. And the key word you just said, discerning. And discernment is so important if we're not in the word and if we're not in those intimate times Mm -hmm. with the Lord, which was the number one Mm -hmm. thing we talked about. It's really difficult to discern that. And oftentimes people have really great intentions. I'll never forget one of my friends was passing away from cancer and what she she called it silver bullets. Like she's, mm-hmm. I, if I feel like I'm the Lone Ranger, you know, all these silver bullets coming at me of good intentions. And um, oftentimes we, as women, we have a lot of circle of friends and we have all these great intended friends who have an opinion but we really need to discern who it is that we're actually listening to and make sure that it aligns with what God's telling us. So great piece of advice. Thank you for being with us. I have a feeling we're going to have Miss Charlene back on here. And one thing I will say, ladies, and I'm just going to throw this out here because Charlene's in a um, position right now that she's looking to move back to the United States and she is seeking some supporters to really support her in that transition to be able to come back to minister to women and to not just women, to many people in the United States. So if the Lord speaks to you and resonates with you, reach out to us, let us connect you with Charlene so that you can support her in the endeavor that God has called her to do to come make a huge impact again in the U S but then globally, he's got a huge vision, a huge passion. Her ministry's going to do incredible things over the next several decades. And I can't wait to watch it and hear the stories of how God uses you. So thank you for being with us, Charlene. My honor to be here. And I just uh, send a blessing from the UK to all the Masterpiece women, Um, everything you're doing, your businesses and um, all your ministries within those businesses, your gifts in the natural and the supernatural. I speak a blessing from the Most High God over all of you listening to the podcast and who are members of this organization with Tina. Thank you. Amen. We receive it, right, ladies? In Jesus' name. (laughs) All right. Have a great one. It was great having you. Ladies, we'll see you again on the next one. Have a blessed day. 